dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. And, well, I think we're going to have a decent weekend. It's the day before my procedure for my pancreas, and we'll see what happens. So, uh, lack of gaming has not gotten to me yet. I keep myself busy. Still reading uh, modules for review, so that kind of occupies my mind for a while, and I hope you're dealing with it as well as I am, or at least as adequate as I am. (laughs) Okay, I wanted to talk about balance, as in party and encounter balance, and we will talk about that after this. Now, once again, I was inspired by a blog post from uh, Improved Initiative blog, talked about party balance and how all these certain characters are going to shine in certain situations and you should you should really don't worry about it. A lot of people talk about encounter balance and party balance, and I think you know my philosophy about encounter balance. To me, it's total levels versus total hit dice of monsters. Maybe making some exception on either way for special abilities of monsters and things like that. Because, and you may have heard me say this before, it took me, when I started role-playing, starting this hobby, took me a good five years in a marriage to actually step behind the screen and Game Master. And I remember it was second edition. We got a group together. Actually, that was... No, that was between marriages. That was after my divorce. But at any rate, I stepped behind the screen with my then roommate and some friends. They'd all made new first-level characters. And I don't think it was the first... The first game may have been the first game, but I remember one of the first games I threw what I thought was a pretty decent counter at him. Four giant spiders. You don't do that when your uh, party is basically all level one to three. And they damn near had a TPK. I learned from that. I learned to actually look at the monsters and look at the party's strength. And... For a while, like everybody else, I got kind of obsessed with it. But by the time 4th, 5th edition rolled around, and even 3rd with the challenge ratings and Pathfinders, challenge rating, blah, 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 blah. And I looked at it and I go, nah, this is BS. You know, if I just keep in mind the lessons I've learned over the years and balance it as best I can, just do it. And then after a while, it's like, Tell with the balance. I'm just going to throw monsters at them that I think they can handle. I think I have a pretty good judgment on it now. Okay. So that's what I do now. If I have to, like I said, if I have to compare anything, it's going to be total party levels versus hit dice with maybe special abilities being a factor, being a factor in there and things like that. So that's the way I decided to go. Now, the article Improved Initiative brings the point of, like I said, every character is not good in every situation. Which, you know, this is kind of, an, uh, this is kind of a no-brainer, I think. And so people obs- obsess with 
party balance. Oh, you have to have a thief. Oh, you have to have a mage. Oh, you have to have a cleric. What happens? What happens if the fighter fighter gets cut down and the, nobody's there to heal him? What happens if there's a powerful magic user and you don't have anybody to go up against it? What if you have what if you have a lot of traps in the dungeon and you have no thief to help find these traps and maybe disarm them? Well, you know what? You improvise. That's what you do. I let the players make the characters they want to run. And now, and that's the way I, I do it. I look at him, I'm going, hmm, well, 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 what do we have here? Hmm, no mage, interesting. Okay, um, but let me take this back a bit. There is, I do, I'm, I'm not that, har I'm not as harsh as it sounds, because if this is a group that's new to role-playing, or somebody in the group is new to role-playing, I would look at the total party and I go, hmm, you know, your character would probably work better at this than that. You have a fighter with 11 strength. You know, either we beef that up or you might want to try another class. Or, And, and if it's a whole party of newbies, you just go, you know, you're lacking this. You might want to think about putting a cleric in there. Somebody playing a cleric or something. And that's about it. Everything else, let the dice fall where they may, you know? Because, and, and also, as far as improvising, I can improvise too. What I suggest to them is, is, oh, you don't have a cleric? Yeah, you better stock up on healing potions. And as far as undead goes, you're kind of SOL unless you have maybe some silver or magical weapons, things like that. Hmm. No magic, huh? I've I've done whole bits where if they have no mage, I did my Castles and Crusades game, I gave them a whole bunch of these items that this that this inventor in my game, this gnomish inventor, wanted them to field test. And they were basically producing spell effects, you know, things like web and lightning bolt and stuff. But it was powered by these magic stones he had. And they only had so many magic stones. So, you know, it's not the best solution, but it's a solution. You don't have a thief? Well, you better be real careful, carry a 10-foot pole. And if there's somebody who could, you know, if you have an assassin, he can fulfill the thief role because that's a subclass of, of thief. You know, these are the kind of things players need to think about. On my side of the screen, I worry about the monsters. I let the players worry about the players. Now, once again, I will use my I will use my powers of observation, powers of observation, and and look at the party, and I will look at it and go, hmm, you know, it'd be better if you had one of these or one of that. Maybe this. I know this. Well, the scenario been prepping the scenario, whether it's a module or something I wrote, and I said, you know, it'd be better if you had one of these guys along. Or more this, or more that. But that happens at the beginning of the adventure. After a while, they start figuring it out on their own, if they're not dead. So, this is something both the Game Master and the players have to think about. Me, I worry about, you know, monsterly... Th I gotta worry about what I'm throwing up against those guys. And it's a lot looser than it used to be, let me put it that way. 
because I, I'm thinking that, you know, encounter balance isn't all that what it's cracked up to be. To me, encounter balance is more of an art than a skill, more of a, you know, kind of, you're, you're looking at it with a, with a, with a critical eye. I'm looking at it with a critical eye and, you know, you just, you get a feel of how powerful monsters are. I mean, some are no, some, you know, it goes without saying, I'm not going to throw a, a beholder up against the first level party. You know, that just goes without saying the fight would be over in one round. But, and also if you have, so I wouldn't do that. Also, if the players have one character that's more, way more powerful than the rest of them, in, in experience-wise or just power-wise, I'll let them figure that out. If, some, if you know, they come up afterwards and go, you know, I never get to do anything because this guy's always hitting these guys. Well, what are you going to do about it? You want to you write up a new, a new character? I'll give you a break. You know, if the party is third level and you have to write a first-level character, I'll let you, I'll bump you up to at least level two. You know, but if you don't want to play that character... And, you know, your character can't get any, any uh, action in. Well, that's on you. That's on you. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to work with you on this, but it's a decision you, you make as a player. So there's that. That's what you worry about. If you're going to worry about balance too much, I think it takes some of the fun out of the game, to tell you the truth. So you work, they work, you work with what you have. That's the whole point of it. I mean, I'm pretty generous saying you can do, uh, when, you, when you roll them up, you can do uh, 4d6, drop the lows, and put them where you want. I think that's pretty generous. You know, I've always played that way because I think in the back of my mind, players should play the kind of character they want to play, or at least close to it, as close to it as they can get. I mean, if you're playing something like Champions, or something like that, where you make your character. That's a whole other thing. You, you can, if you have the points and such, you can make exactly what you want. But something like a class and level game like D&D, you've got to, you know, I'll give you a break in that regard, just so you can make what you want to play. I'll even adjust a few points here and there for you at the beginning. Once we go, we go. This is the way the character is. And if the character's not working out, you tell me. We will, we will, I will look at it and I will help you. If, you, if we can change the character around to a certain extent without unbalancing the party or anything, or here we go, balance again. If, if we can change it around, that'd be great. If I can do it in story, even better. Like you find this magical thing that boosts your whatever stat is, it is or gives you some more protection or maybe find better armor or whatever. Or a bigger weapon, a magical weapon, who knows. You know, I will work with you, but... Once again, it's the player's responsibility to make sure the party works. It is my responsibility to make sure the monsters work and the, the, the adversaries work and the encounters work. So there's that. I'm going to leave it there and go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. This is the part where everybody like stops listening, you know, and goes on to the next one, but that's okay. I still do it. I like doing it. Anyway, thank you guys, and thank you to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thank you guys. 
for your support. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast, Young Grognard, Mark C. Walring's Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Larch's The Red Dice Diaries, and Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.